0: Welcome everyone to the fantasy and betting podcast presented by the 33rd team. I am your host as always, Josh Larky, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Reynolds, but not as always. No, 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 no. For week nine, we are going to be doing something different with today's show. Monday, we focused a lot more on previewing the action for week nine. Today, we're going to dive right in to Ryan's record predictions that he posted on the33rdteam.com. Help out some futures betters. just help people out in general understanding how uh the, the playoff picture might look for certain teams. And before we get into that, we are going to help you prep for the fantasy football playoffs. We're going to be talking about players to trade away, to trade for, quarterbacks to stream, defenses to stream, and other matchups to be aware of. This is something that Ryan's done for several years now, and I think he kind of does it at the highest level of anyone that's out there. So I was honored when he let me collaborate with some of that content. And I think we've got a, a pretty good show for you. So Ryan, before we dive into uh, some of the specifics with quarterbacks, et cetera, why don't you just give us a little overview on why you actually care about schedule look aheads, and why the people out there, if they don't should start.
1: Uh, you know, I, I treat betting and fantasy as kind of different sides of the same coin where if you can look ahead in the schedule and find soft matchups, like saying it, saying an awards market, say Say uh Patrick Mahomes in the MVP market. Let's say in the next four weeks he plays, you know, the Panthers, the Bears, you know, two other weak pass defenses. It's in your best interest to bet on him now in that scenario before he pops off and like say like he gets three, three spike games out of those four weeks. Just good to be aware of those situations in sports betting. Same with win totals. If a team goes on a difficult schedule run, maybe you want to bet they're under now. Um, and you know, the same thing's true in fantasy football, Josh. You know, best ball players know this week, 15, 16, 17 are more important than week two, especially week 17. So I think treating your season long leagues the same way where if you're in a good position, say you're, say you're Mm -hmm. seven and one right now, maybe, maybe swap a quarterback that has a better playoff schedule.
0: Let's talk about the elite quarterbacks and their schedules. Let's start with Patrick Mahomes weeks, 15, 16, 17. He's at new England for Monday night football against the Raiders at home and then against the Bengals at home. Any, any thoughts here on the most consistent quarterback in the NFL and potentially in fantasy as well?
1: Yeah, that's the name of the game. Stability matchups don't matter as much with Patrick Mahomes as they do with any, anyone else. Not crazy about the New England matchup. I think you could absolutely blow up the Raiders and obviously the Bengals have enormous upside from a scoring perspective.
0: Let's talk about Josh Allen. Weeks 15 through 17, he's at home against Dallas. At the Chargers, that's actually a Saturday game. And then at home against the Patriots.
1: You're not crazy about the matchup with Dallas, just because of the pass rush that could potentially, you know, that that adds some volatility to that game. That said, with Trayvon Diggs out, the secondary is a little reduced, so Allen's upside is huge there. Love the Chargers game. That's a wonderful game, probably the best game in Week 16 to target. Then against the Patriots, the Bills lost to the Patriots. My only concern there is, weather in buffalo in late december is concerning and there's some there's some downside to that you know especially we, we already saw a couple of years ago 30 mile an hour wins where the patriots threw the ball three times in a game so that's my concern there
0: yeah i think there's some concern there i think the positive though is that if there's any quarterback that's been able to actually succeed himself in some of these weather games it's been the strong-armed josh allen let's hit up jalen hurts he's on the road in seattle then monday night football Uh, or or actually a monday game against the giants at home and then at home once again in week 17 against the cardinals
1: yeah he has smash spots in week 16 and 17 against the giants and cardinals only concern there really is and we know this from joe banner philly looks to throw early so they can run late if the giants or cardinals don't challenge them at all that could be the case passing volume could be down seattle game is interesting that has some shootout potential from both sides I actually
0: really like that Cardinals game since the Cardinals have been yeah. a little better than expected. They're going to have Kyler Murray back. It's already been the seventh best matchup for fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. And I think that could actually rise when Kyler Murray returns and teams are forced to throw more against the Cardinals. All right. This one's a little tough. Two Otago did The Dolphins, historic offense, but weeks 15 through 17 are a murderer's row. They host the Jets. Then they host the Cowboys. Then week 17, they're on the road against the Baltimore Ravens.
1: Yeah, I I want to come at this one from a couple angles, Josh. I think this one's important. Right now to date, the have smashed cupcakes and struggled against real defenses. You know, that's not to say that their offense isn't for real. It is innovative, stacked speed on purpose. That said, I want to see them, and we're going to get an opportunity this week in Germany against the Chiefs. I want to see them play well against a real defense. If you want to wait, if you want to take that approach, week 11 against the Raiders is a game where they probably blow out the Raiders. If your trade deadline happens after that, that's that's a, a mark, I think, where we can wait to see what happens there and make a decision there. But versus the Jets and the Cowboys, I'm very concerned about the pass rush in both of those games. Baltimore doesn't really concern me. We've already seen those teams shoot out. But to his schedules, strong enough where I am, I do like him less later than I do right now.
0: Yeah, the way I'm seeing it is that you don't have to trade away to it in fantasy football. But the you just have to be where the floor is a lot lower. For all these premium quarterbacks we're talking about, Tua seems like the only one where Weeks 15 and 16, you could get a single-digit fantasy performance from him. The other quarterbacks on this list, significantly less likely. Let's talk about Justin Herbert. Same draft class as Tua. Thursday Night Football at Las Vegas for Week 15. Obviously, we love that. Then facing the Bills at home in Week 16. And then on the road in Denver for week 17.
1: That week 16 matchup for the Bills, I like it more from Josh Allen's side than Herbert's just because the defenses are better, but still, you know, if that game went over 60 total points and, you know, ended up, you know, being decided by three, no surprise there. Um, At Denver, I'm not crazy about, but we'll talk about that later.
0: Yeah, I think the the best one for me right there is that they're at Las Vegas in week 15. Uh, You you actually posted in our free Discord uh, a win totals bet to take. Uh, at this point, we have hammered the under six and a half wins for the Raiders. Yeah. It, it looks like a, a franchise that is uh, going downhill for this season. We'll talk about them more <laughs> later, though. So let's talk about something more positive. Uh, Lamar Jackson actually has a pretty interesting schedule at Jacksonville for Sunday Night Football, then at the 49ers, and then against the Miami Dolphins at home. So we've got Jacksonville, 49ers, Dolphins.
1: One of the things with Lamar is you don't, and that's that isn't true for any of these other quarterbacks. You don't need him to shred anyone through the air. He can run for 80 yards in a touchdown or two and get you there. At Jacksonville is an excellent game. I believe they played last year, and this final score was 28-27. So definitely high scoring potential there. Hate the 49ers game. That that's one where I don't think I'd bench Lamar Jackson really any scenario. But them and the Steelers are the two teams where I'd really consider it. Then Miami, the you know, if again, Josh, if we're talking about range of outcomes here, you know. Over 70 points is legitimately on the table in that game. So I like Lamar. Definitely like him in week 17.
0: Same here. And then Joe Burrow, who is surging, surging in real football, starting to surge in fantasy. The calf looks fully healed up. He has a pretty fun schedule. Home against the Vikings. Then on the road against the Steelers. And then on the road once again for the Chiefs in week
1: 17. As you know, Josh, we uh, we had Jamar Chase 1.01. One of the reasons was if Kirk Cousins was still healthy, that game against the Vikings had so much shootout potential. I think it's a little bit more one-sided now where you're looking for Burrow to stack production on them early because that's probably going to be, you know, the Bengals are probably going to be 7.5-point favorites in that game when the time comes to be even higher. At Pittsburgh's a what I call a variable game. The Steelers' pass rush has dominated Cincinnati in the, in the past. But they've also shot out, you know. Last last year's Kenny Pickett's best game came against the Bengals, so variable game, a bit like Vikings-Packers when Aaron Rodgers was a Packer. Could go either way, and obviously the Week 17 matchup in Kansas City, they don't always have high-scoring totals. In fact, it, in recent years, they've been more, you know, below 50 points. But obviously, the the potential there is enormous.
0: Let's talk about uh, some a little more gray area situations. Tell me about something that you're currently considering with Justin Herbert for the fantasy playoffs.
1: Yeah, I like Herbert, we, we've talked about this a number of times since Mike Williams went out in week three. The offense hasn't had the ceiling it had with Williams. They still need a downfield threat. We talked about it all, all offseason, Josh. Maybe next year they'll finally get the guy a lid lifter. But, you know, week 15 and 16, I'm, I'm cool with Herbert. I have him on a 7-1 and one team that's pretty stacked up. But in week 17... If I can get CJ Stroud against the Titans, I'm going to I'm going to grab them and hold them for as long as I can, just so I have the option to pivot if I want, because, you know, one Broncos defense is playing very well right now. And two late and you know this, Josh, late year games in Denver can also come. I'm not really afraid of cold weather, but wind is something that bothers me. And if wind starts getting over 25 miles an hour, I want something to pivot with with Justin Herbert. And I ideally pick Stroud.
0: Folks, all of my boots on the ground. I live in Denver. I will keep the good people updated on the weather for week 17. Let's talk about Dak Prescott. Back to back, massive games, at least 25 fantasy points. Looks like the Cowboys offense is starting to put it together. His playoff schedules at Buffalo, at Miami, and then uh Detroit.
1: Yeah. I think Joe Burrow's the line right now. Maybe we'll get Trevor Lawrence in that top group, too, before the playoffs, before we get closer to the playoffs. But uh, and we talk about this a lot, Josh. I'm not a big straight up streamer because I know in my leagues right now, there's like six quarterbacks in, in a home league that are on the waiver wire and you don't really want any of them. So what I prefer to do instead is like, say I have Dak Prescott, who's my baseline guy, where I then stream in certain matchups with him. Things are going well right now, but he's had a volatile couple years now. So with Dak Prescott, I want to pair him with Brock Purdy, who has the Cardinals in Week 15 in Arizona, the Ravens on Monday Night Football in Week 16, and at the Commanders in Week 17, just so I have the option to go with a team that has a premium offense as well in case Dak's struggling down the stretch.
0: Yeah, I definitely am very excited about Purdy Week 17 at the Commanders. Commanders have already been a defense that we've been targeting this season. And now that they lost uh, two of their starters on the defensive line, Chase Young, Montez Sweat. Uh, yeah, I I could see the 49ers putting up six touchdowns in that matchup. One more that I'll mention is I really like Russell Wilson for week 17. Home against the Chargers. I, I grabbed him in a couple leagues this week, actually. he He's on buy. I was able to get him for a dollar. No one else is bidding on, on Russ at this point. Chargers allow the most fantasy points a game to quarterbacks, the most passing yards per game to quarterbacks. And Russ has quietly had a 16 to 4 touchdown interception ratio. His quarterback ratings 102. He's actually played just fine. He's lacked uh, actual pass volume and pass yardage, but the efficiency metrics have been there. And I think there's there's paths where you look up and go, wow, Russell Wilson just got me 26 fantasy points for
1: week 17. One of the one of the things that I include in the schedule look ahead is You know, if you're if you're in the FFPC main event, you can't trade. But for most people in home leagues, you can. So, Josh, I wanted you to handle trades because you know you have your trade calculator, you have your rest of season rankings, you're more you're more zeroed in and that kind of stuff. So I'm going to ask. I I went through your I went through your targets and and avoids here. I'm going to ask you about a couple of these guys if if you don't mind. I don't first up. (laughs) Excellent, excellent. First first (laughs) up, you have Jonathan Taylor in there, which I love. What what are you thinking about with Jonathan Taylor down the stretch?
0: So before we talk about the schedule, Jonathan Taylor outsnapped Zach Moss nearly 2 to 1 this past week. Taylor's been more efficient on the ground than Zach Moss in back-to-back weeks now. I know that was a concern. We were like, "Oh wow, Zach Moss looks pretty good. He's pretty efficient." Well, that has flipped. Kind of what we expected to happen at some point is that uh Zach Moss not the type of running back that's going to be consistently efficient. He is not the elite pure runner like Taylor. Taylor's been running twice as many routes now per game. And then if we look at the schedule, home versus Pittsburgh on the road versus the Falcons and then home versus the Raiders. The Steelers have given up the fourth most rushing yards at the ninth highest yards per carry to running backs. Overall, that's a top 10 fantasy matchup. We like that in week 15 week 16 at the Falcons. uh, I'm actually not excited about that. You're not benching Jonathan Taylor, but you're hoping for 14, 15 fantasy points. And then we get the Raiders. We'll just keep piling on them all episode. Already giving up the third most rushing yards per game. Fourth most fantasy points per game to running backs. Just fired their head coach. Uh, I believe they, they fired their GM as well. And then they they benched Jimmy Garoppolo for Aiden O'Connell. We'll see who's starting at quarterback then. But this looks like a, a demolition spot where you can get the Jonathan Taylor 200 yards and three touchdowns game in week 17.
1: I'm with you on that. They fired their offensive coordinator, too, I think the day after they fired the coach from GM. So things, things things, are a little crazy in Vegas right now. Speaking of crazy, Josh, Arthur Smith cannot be relied upon in any way, shape, or form, but that's opened a window for a guy like B. John Robinson that you generally have to pay high for. What are you thinking about B.J. Robinson right now as a trade target?
0: So one thing I love is that when you try to trade for B. John Robinson, cite his fantasy points per game. Let people know he's only averaging 13 and a half fantasy points per game it's because of the headache game you take out the headache game he's at nearly 16 fantasy points that sounds a lot different so I'd'd I'd first lead with the fantasy points per game and then what you can think about is his playoff schedule at Carolina home versus uh the Colts and then at the Bears all we're looking at is the second then the fifth then the seventh best matchup for fantasy points per game allowed to running backs. Rookies often peak later in the season and uh, with Bijan Robinson with the, the Falcons sneakily in the playoff picture, they may lean on their most talented offensive weapon in those matchups.
1: I'm a Hollywood Brown guy, Josh. I've loved him since he was in Oklahoma. You've been talking about him for weeks. He's a guy you want to target. Tell us about Hollywood. Now
0: week 15, they face the Niners. And that's actually not bad. The Niners have quietly allowed the fourth most fantasy points per game to receivers. Then week 16 at Chicago, Chicago has a weaker pass rush, and that's going to portend pretty good things for a deep threat like Hollywood Brown. Then week 17 at the Eagles, the Eagles allow the most, the most fantasy points per game to receivers. We've talked for a few weeks now about how they've uh, sort of become a, a defense to target for quarterbacks and receivers where this is looking like one of the most extreme pass funnel defenses in the NFL.
1: You definitely can't run on him, Josh, so you have to throw on him. Yeah. Nico, Nico Collins is a really good schedule stretch down the down, you know, week 15 through 17 Just really glad to see him on your list here. What are you, what are you thinking with him?
0: So he has a unique schedule. Uh, actually all Texans and Titan play Titans players do because it's the one matchup you get twice. So week 15, he's at Tennessee. Week 16, home versus the Browns. And then week 17, they host Tennessee. So it's Tennessee, Cleveland, Tennessee. Cleveland, I don't think we need to talk about that too much. We don't like that matchup. But fortunately, we get Tennessee twice. One of the league's worst secondaries. They've already traded their, their safety Kevin Byard away. And if if you're getting a, a top seven matchup twice, We're going to like that. It's also just a general pass funnel defense where Titans have been good against the run, bad against the pass. One thing we know is that Damian Pierce, Devin Singletary, neither has done all that much for fantasy for real life this year. So really shaping up where CJ Stroud closes out his rookie year with a bang and throws for 300 in week 15 and 17, and hopefully 100 of those yards go to Collins.
1: That's why I love Shroud in Week 17 at home against the Titans. I think the ceiling is exactly that: 300 yards, three touchdowns. Now, Josh, we gotta we gotta come up with a few guys that you want to trade away too. The first guy, the first guy that caught my eye here is James Conner. What are you thinking with him?
0: Yeah, so James Conner starting to build a little momentum. Kyler Murray's coming back. James Conner should return in the next couple weeks. Mm, playoff schedule pretty tough. Week 15 against the Niners. We talked about how we kind of like the Niners for receivers. That's already been a tough matchup for running backs to begin with. Now they just added uh, Chase Young from the Commanders. I don't even want to think about James Conner trying to run against that front. Then week 16, the Bears are actually, I don't think that's a great matchup for James Conner specifically. So while the Bears have a lot lot of fantasy points, you might say, Josh, you just recommended them for Bijan Robinson. Bijan Robinson is an elite pass catching back. He's averaging over five targets per game when he doesn't have a headache. On the other hand, James Conner, he has some receiving workload, not all that much. Bears have allowed the second fewest, 3.3 yards per carry to running backs this year. And they have just added Montez Sweat from the Commanders. And then week 17, they get the Eagles Eagles best matchup for receivers. And uh, they're actually truly the worst matchup for running backs. Fewest fantasy points per game allowed to the position this year. James Conner. Does not look like a player I want for the fantasy playoffs.
1: So follow up, follow up question here. Cause he's not active right now. So your plan is when he comes back, let him play a week or two get a production spike and then try to ship him off.
0: Yeah. The second that he has uh 15 to 20 fantasy points or scores a touchdown, James Connor, goodbye off my roster.
1: Next up everyone on Washington's offense. You're interested in trading. Tell us about that.
0: Yeah. We're just gonna, we're just gonna fire sale. The commanders, Sam Howells looked awesome. Uh, this is, this is probably gonna be the best game of his career this past week when he drops back 55 times against the Eagles. He only takes one sack. He throws for 400 yards and four touchdowns, but then we look at the the playoff schedule. So they go on the road to face the, the Rams at SoFi stadium. That's fine. Fine, fine. But week 16 at the Jets week 17 versus the 49ers. I think the, the Jets and 49ers pass rushes could ruin the sack prone Sam Howell and uh, just the Jets in general are allowing the fewest fantasy points per game to receivers. The Niners, as we just talked about have bolstered the already strong defensive line. I think those are games where you can see the commander scoring 10 points in week 16 and week 17. So McLaurin, Brian Robinson, Jahan Dotson, who's surged recently. These are all players that I'm trying to get rid of right now.
1: Another guy, Josh, Tony Pollard. You were below consensus on him entering the season. You've been right to this point. If you have him, you suggest that you should trade him. What are you thinking with Pollard down the stretch?
0: So the, the biggest thing for me is week 17 against Detroit. So already Tony Pollard's avoiding tackles at one third, the rate that he did last year, he's getting over 19 touches per game. He's never reached 15 touches per game in any season before. So if you're getting a higher workload and not missing tackles, your injury risk goes way up to begin with. We hope He'll be healthy for the fantasy playoffs, but Detroit week 17, when all the money is on the line, they're allowing the second fewest fantasy points per game to the running back position, just 15 fantasy points per game total to running back rooms. Second lowest. Only the Eagles are a worse matchup. And I, I just don't really want to bet on a guy where the, the pass game is really getting going for the the Cowboys. And I think that's ultimately what they'll lean on in matchups like the Lions.
1: That's Arkey tweets. Garrett Wilson, Josh. Poor Garrett Wilson. We we know why you we know why you want to ship him out of town here, but why, why don't you tell us for to, just so we're absolutely certain.
0: So weeks weeks fifteen and sixteen, it might be painful not having Garrett Wilson. He might end he he'll probably be entering fantasy lineups because he's facing the Dolphins and the Commanders. My issue is that if I have Garrett Wilson on my team, I am benching him uh, in week seventeen facing the Browns in Cleveland probably a weather game on Thursday night football we already hate these Thursday night games to begin with then the fact that it's in Cleveland to a team allowing the third fewest fantasy points per game to wideouts if there was a quarterback that would be affected by bad weather it would be someone like Zach Wilson it's already Zach Wilson to begin with so if you do not want to have the headache of Garrett Wilson who you can't play in week 17 I'd try to trade him away right now
1: that's a great call Josh I mean the the New York Jets could legitimately be shut out in week 17 by the Cleveland Browns. So wouldn't surprise me the slightest.
0: Yeah, I think that game total if I had to guess right now it'd be 35-36 points. If it was 31-32 with bad weather, that would not shock me either. Let's 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 pivot back Ryan. Let's talk about some defenses. How are you going to be treating some of these premium defenses in fantasy football?
1: This is actually why I started writing this column in the first place because I I look at defenses differently than most people. I'm not opposed to I'm not going to take a defense in the 7th round, but in a high-stakes league, I'll take one in the 13th or 14th round over a guy like Devin Singletary. And this is the reason why. 49ers and Eagles. 49ers schedule, Josh, at Arizona versus Baltimore at Washington. Smash spots in Week 15 and 17. Eagles at Seattle versus Giants versus Arizona. Smash spots in Week 16 or 17. The Cowboys and the Ravens are similarly tiered defenses for fantasy football and in real life, but the Cowboys at Buffalo at Miami versus Detroit. I hate the Detroit game because the Lions offensive line. And with the Bills and Dolphins, you're hoping for a shootout where you get some sacks and turnovers, but the downside is zero points, where maybe you even lose some in some formats if they if Dallas gives up 30 or so. And with the Ravens at Jacksonville, at San Francisco versus Miami, same story. I'd rather bet I'd rather have the 49ers against the Cardinals or the Commanders in week 17. And and this is the way I look at this too, Josh. If you're facing someone in week 17 in your championship, you don't want to see the Eagles versus defense versus the Cardinals on your opponent's roster, and you don't want to see the 49ers at the Commanders. So if I if I'm in that kind of situation where I actually have Dallas on the Justin Herbert team, I'm going to try to swap them for the 49ers or Eagles over the next couple of weeks.
0: I was looking at the schedules. Uh correct me if I'm wrong. Browns, is this at do they have at this point the premier schedule for the the fantasy playoffs? Chicago, Houston, and then hosting the Jets on Thursday night
1: yeah i love that one too i mean the bears will be they're a little better with justin fields but again that's one with five sacks two or three interceptions on the table at houston they're gonna have a trench advantage against the rookie quarterback and like we mentioned josh the, the game against the jets especially if it's not a weather game if it's a weather game it's gonna be very run heavy on both sides probably close but if it's not a weather game that you know shutouts on the table defensive touchdowns are on the table half a dozen sacks are on the table so yeah the browns I'm with you all the way there man. and don't we have the browns in one of our like mid stakes teams
0: yeah the browns were on waivers in the league that we yeah. do the two of us with nick Botiford and uh, we we picked them up we were all very very excited to pick them up early in the season i i don't know why someone dropped them it's 10 man benches you'd think you could have a, a spot on your bench for the browns defense apparently yeah. not Thank you to whoever did that. All right, <laughs> let's talk about a few uh, streaming options. Week 15, you like the the Dolphins against the Jets.
1: Yeah, again, you know, betting against Zach Wilson. And one of the things, you know, we talk about this all the time. I know in most of my leagues, the streaming options are pretty, pretty thin. But Miami has been struggling a little bit. So if again, if I'm seven and one and I have a, if I have a core defense that has a week 15 matchup, I actually want the Dolphins defense against the Jets.
0: Lions have been one of the best defenses in the NFL this year. In a lot of metrics, and they're probably going to get dropped by a lot of teams this week. They are on by. You like them against Denver in Week 15.
1: Yeah, a lot of things can change between now and then with the Broncos' offense. Russell Wilson was a like a borderline Hall of Fame quarterback two years ago, so there's at least some chance of that returning. But right now, Denver still has a very volatile offense that I'd be comfortable betting against.
0: Week 16, you really like the the Seahawks. They travel to face the Titans. Why the Seahawks?
1: Well, the Seahawks have an excellent secondary, good linebacker group. Their pass rush is kind of more of a middle of the road group, but against the Titans' below-average offensive line, we're talking you know bottom-five group. Probably against the rookie quarterback, unless they pivot back to Ryan Tannehill, which I think we both agree would be strange. I'm Seattle's going to be in the hunt. They might even be in the hunt for the division still. So motivated team, talented defense. Want them against a volatile offense.
0: And then Bengals should be available on waivers pretty much everywhere. Week 16, they face
1: the Steelers. Yeah, just, you know, a bet against Kenny Pickett, the Bengals will probably actually be available in your league too. So we want to, we want to be cognizant of that. Some leagues will have more, up better options, but with other leagues, when you're pretty thin, I think Cincinnati has pretty good upside in week 16 against the Steelers.
0: You talked about how you like CJ Stroud week 17. You also just like the Texans defense facing the Titans for week 17.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Houston has exceeded expectations both as a passing offense and their defense to this point in the year, Josh. And, you know, we just talked about it with the Seahawks. Titans below average offensive line, bottom five group. If they're out of it, motivation could be an issue. And we're also getting Will Levis. Will there be film out, film out on him. Amico Rhines will have a good game plan. I like the Texans in that spot.
0: I actually remember us this offseason. We were talking about some hot takes and we talked about how the Texans might actually have a top 10 defense this year. And so far, uh, pretty pretty good defense. And then yeah, lastly, uh, I mean, why wouldn't we want the Jaguars in Week 17 against Bryce Young's Panthers?
1: Yeah, I uh, I recently bet on Josh Allen at 100 one, 100 to one odds for Defensive Player of the Year just because I think that's an egregious line for him. But they have two blue chip pass rushers, Jacksonville. The Panthers' offense has been non functional. I expect them to get better, but you know, Jaguars are going to be a contending team. Probably going to play with the lead. I like that contest a lot.
0: Guys, that is Ryan Reynolds, NFL, on Twitter. I just love the way that he talks about football. He's watched every snap of every game since 2014. He lives to talk about it. He's got his power rankings up on the 33rd team site on Tuesdays. And today, Thursday, his expert picks and predictions for every game hit the site. Make sure you're checking that out. Make sure that you read through more in-depth The Ultimate Guide to Winning Your Fantasy Football Playoffs. That is something that the two of us co-authored. That is Ryan's baby that he's been working on for years. Couldn't recommend that enough. And if you're enjoying this episode in general, well, there's a lot more in there for you. Now, we'll, let's turn to your record predictions because you dropped record predictions for all 32 teams on the 33 team.com yesterday. Yesterday, you were a busy man. I have my, my rest of season fantasy rankings and trade value chart. Those hit the site yesterday as well. It's a good day for the people. A lot of content out there. I decided to pick five teams where your record prediction, I don't know if I'd say surprised is the right word, but where I I thought it was at least interesting, possibly surprising, possibly controversial. Let's dive right in. The Seattle Seahawks right now, today, today, November 2nd, are a half game ahead of the 49ers in the division. But when I looked at your record predictions, you have the 49ers overtaking them. You have the Niners winning 12 games. Talk me through the this switch where the Niners usurp Seahawks in the standings.
1: So the 49ers are on a three game skid right now. And I, I get it, but the truth is everyone in the NFL loses football games aside from the dolphins. And I think 72 and the Patriots in 07, those are the only two teams that didn't lose a game in the regular season. So not too worried about the 49ers, their schedule for Seattle. Two things with Seattle. First, actually, is Geno Smith's been pretty turnover heavy lately. He's been inconsistent. Um, the ceiling's interesting for the Seahawks team. Their defense is good, their skill group's great, but I don't think that Geno Smith's a bankable guy at this point. I think he's a volatile mm-hmm. quarterback with a good ceiling. And then you then there's this, Josh, at Baltimore, at the 49ers versus the 49ers on Thursday, at Dallas, at the 49ers versus Philly versus the Steelers. It's a lot of good opponents they have they have there. A couple of you know, a handful of elite opponents. So, I could see the Seahawks getting the six losses pretty easily where the 49ers, you know, they've played in the NFC Championship in three of the last four years, have probably the best roster in the league. I'd rather bet on them.
0: One thing that I was very excited to see is that you have my Los Angeles Chargers squeaking into the playoffs at 9 and 8 after starting the season uh, 2 and 4 now 3 and 4. We talked a couple of weeks ago about the loss of Mike Williams, how that hurt this offense, how maybe this just isn't one of the, the top five passing attacks in the NFL anymore. But you have some things changing. How do things change for these next 10 games?
1: I think the first six seeds and the, you know, it just depends on order, but you're talking about the Bills, the Dolphins, the Bengals, the Ravens, the Jaguars and the Chiefs, they're all getting it barring some kind of catastrophic injury. The seventh seed, I think, is going to boil down to the Chargers, the Steelers, and the Browns. I think the Jets fall off because of Zach Wilson. With Cleveland, you know, they have to beat with their defense. They have no offense right now. The Steelers are kind of in the same boat. Kenny Pickett's offense is better than Cleveland's offense right now, but, you know, still a little. We can't count on them. The Chargers are the one team in that group where Justin Herbert can go win a game against anyone. They've lost a number of close games too. They lost the Dolphins by two on opening day. They lost the Titans in overtime. They lost the Dallas by three. They're better than their record suggests.
0: All right, folks, buckle up if you are a Packers bandwagon fan or if you live in Green Bay, because you have Green Bay going three and seven the rest of the way. You have them finishing with an abysmal record of five and 12, five wins for the Packers. Do you think Jordan Love starts for Green Bay in 2024? Or do you see them selecting a quarterback early in this upcoming draft?
1: I think they're going to be in no man's land where they're not going to be quite bad enough to get May or Williams in this draft. So they're, I think they're going to roll with love again. But here's the thing, Josh. I lived in Minnesota years ago, so I lived around Packers fans for a few years. And I felt like a crazy person at times saying, to them, like, listen. Your roster stinks. Aaron Rodgers is just one of the best quarterbacks ever. He covers everything up. These wide receivers, like Jordy Nelson, if you put Jordy Nelson on a team with a bad quarterback, no one knows who Jordy Nelson is. You know, that's not to say that he's not a good football player, but Aaron Rodgers made a lot of people a lot of money, and he's not there anymore. It's not going to be the same situation with Jordan Love. So, the they have a few good young pieces on offense, but I still, this is not a very good football team, and I'm. I'm with Joe Banner on this. I've never thought Matt LaFleur was some kind of offensive genius. I just thought he had Aaron Rodgers.
0: Now, the Ravens right now, today, have two more wins than the Bengals. But you have the Bengals finishing atop the AFC North with 12 wins. What's the optimism here for the, the Bengals and
1: Joe Burrow? This is a good question, Josh. I'm glad you asked this one because I think this is actually the this is one of the things that I spent the most time on. First, Joe Burrow's back. Bengals have played in the afc championship two years in a row reliable we can count on them as long as burrows himself the big reason here though is josh's again the Ravens' schedule versus seattle versus cleveland first the Bengals on thursday night at the chargers on sunday night where the chargers are going to be more in need of a win than baltimore most likely the rams aren't a cakewalk at the jaguars on sunday night at the 49ers on monday night versus the dolphins and versus the steelers there's not a single easy game on that schedule for baltimore and if we're being honest, Josh, and we've talked about this off air, I think we've t- mentioned this once. If you looked at Lamar Jackson's passing production every week, and you know, you you asked someone if Josh Allen had those numbers, the, the media cycle would be, what's wrong with Josh Allen? You know? Lamar Jackson's a dynamic athlete, a great player, but he is not a guy who shreds people through the air with any regularity. This is a sixth season, so if he's going to do that, he's going to have to be an entirely different guy. And again, man, that's a Murderer's Row schedule, where I, Baltimore is good enough, where they're going to be twelve and five, I think. But I think the Bengals have an edge in that area.
0: I'm also going to play doctor for a second. Uh, Lamar Jackson has missed the final month of the season each of the past two years, so this is assuming assuming full health from Lamar. And at this point, I'm not quite sure we can even fully assume that. And then lastly, uh this, this was a this was to me the most surprising one. You have the Jaguars finishing number one seed in the AFC.
1: Me and my guy Daniel Rance before the season, we both saw this. I think we bet on them at 12 to 1, maybe 14 to 1. It's been months, so I don't remember exactly. This is schedule related entirely, Josh. I actually think the, the Jaguars are the fifth or sixth best team in the AFC, all, all when all when all said and done. When they get off their bye, their toughest game is the 49ers. Then they have the Titans, the Texans in Houston. They play the Bengals on Monday night, which is tough. Cleveland, Baltimore, Tampa Bay, Carolina, Tennessee to close close out the schedule. Of all the AFC contenders The Jaguars have the easiest schedule, the clearest path to winning their own division. So I think it's just a matter of they play easier teams than everyone else and they have, you know, maybe they don't get it done because they're not the Chiefs, they're not the Bengals, they're not the Ravens, so on and so forth. But I do think they have a good chance to win 13 games.
0: That's Ryan Reynolds NFL on Twitter. Make sure you check out all his work on the33rdteam.com. Tuesday he had power rankings. Wednesday he had his record predictions. And then today, Thursday, he has his picks and predictions for every game, the busiest man in the industry Saturday. He'll let you know what he's betting on in each game. We'll actually be back on the airwaves later today. Another collaborative podcast with player profiler discussing rookie running backs. So if you're listening to this live, check us out in a couple hours for that. We're actually, sorry, check us out in one hour for that. <laughs> yeah. We will, we are, we are busy gentlemen and, uh, then check us out tomorrow for the Player Prop Happy Hour with our data scientist Ben Wolby. Ryan, I'm not going to reveal your Super Bowl prediction. Everyone out there needs to read the ultimate or read read the ultimate guide to the fantasy playoffs to get more quarterback defense thoughts, trade targets, and they need to read your record predictions to find your Super Bowl prediction. But let's let's zoom back to this week where we're focused on Week Nine. Give me a bold prediction for this week.
1: I sneakily think that Raiders versus Giants this week is one of the most important games on the schedule because I think the loser ends up with the first overall pick. With the Raiders, I get it. Josh McDaniels, so on and so forth, mess of an organization. I'm not sure how that benefits them in the short term. I'm not sure how firing Josh McDaniels fixes Devontae Adams being wide open on two routes against the Lions and Jimmy Garoppolo just missing him. I'm not sure how that fixes that. Ian O'Connell, when he played the Chargers, and you saw this, Josh. Pressure management's the silent killer for quarterbacks in the NFL. If that's who he is, he's not an NFL quarterback, so he has to be an entirely different guy. And then this week, too, I think with the Giants getting Daniel Jones back, I think the Giants are actually going to beat the Raiders. I think they're going to go in there and steal win, probably have their best offensive game of the year, at least since the second half against Arizona. So I think the Raiders are going to end up with the first overall pick this year.